Welcome to the real episode 53 of the Average Joe's MMA show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Boglen, and we've got a banged up, bruised up Canadian, but Ryan Dempsey is back with us. Ryan, it's good to have you back. We missed you last week. Well, I mean, last week you had the bad back. Now your your face and shin are a mess. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun couple a uh, couple of days for me right now. Like <clears throat> last week, they throw my back out, and like, every two minutes feels like someone had a knife in my spine. And finally, that goes away. Then I slip up a flight of stairs, and I smash up my leg. And then last night, taking the dog for a walk, and just as we're getting back, I slipped on a patch of ice and face planted nose first into some cement steps so but it's life yeah I so many shows wow yeah. you had a you had a rough run brother yeah we would have given you the yeah. endless amount of shit if you <laughs> would have called in for this one <laughs> <laughs> no i've uh i've got a little you know, a little kidney stone in there that's that's been aggravating me for the last uh since yesterday and and much you can do about it when you got a stone you know it's either uh bite down on the mouthpiece and, and take the pain and try to push it out or Ugh. or do nothing else because there's really no other option unless you know unless it's too big and it can't be passed and i've had i had a series of four of those that i had to get cut out of my uh right kidney when i was mm, 23 or 24 or something i've been able to pass all of them ever since then but uh you know i'm dealing with what now and i got my lemon water and i got uh some green medication and uh there's nothing else to it but to fucking get rid of it Speaking of stones, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking lit. I feel like Uncle Joey over here. Ah, I sent these guys a, a video message that, that was, was yesterday. Fucking hilarious! <laughs> oh my god, when I saw that, it made my morning. I was uh, cracking up laughing at that shit. I was, uh, I was sore. I went out to medicate, and I was like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn on the fucking. I'm gonna turn the phone on. Give a little morning joint. Yeah, <laughs> you know, fucking Uncle Joey does it. I like Uncle Joey, so I'm gonna do it too. Yeah. I was uh, I was bummed out. I was not at home and couldn't <laughs> join in. I'm usually not up that early, but I was just you know I was sore. I couldn't I couldn't fucking take it. I was, Fuck this, you know. It's uh, it's 9 a.m. You gotta take a chance. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. Oh yeah, we appreciated it for sure. So we're off the backs of uh, our second fight night with the Joes. Yeah, that was uh, fight night round two, the UFC Houston card with the. Yeah, man. We had uh, we had my buddy Tony in with us. Oh, I was it was a great great guy. It was great to meet him. Um, he had a lot. He was, he was very knowledgeable on MMA and the UFC and the fighters and uh, positioning and had just a lot of a lot of knowledge. I was really. I was really impressed with with how much he knew, and uh, uh, I was really uh, really enjoyed having him on on the show, man. He's Tony. Uh, if you listen to this, brother, you are welcome in the house anytime, anytime. Yeah, I was really I was happy he came on. He did a good job. Uh, <clears throat> was just what him and I do. I mean, you know, we usually watch with a bunch of guys, but him and I usually be the ones like next to each other, and we're just kind of talking about the whole fights. Yeah. And whatever. I mean, everybody's having conversations about the fights, but it'll drift off to other things, and we're just sitting there watching the fights, talking to each other. It's, but yeah, he did a good job. It was good having right. him. Right. It, it was his first podcast. Yeah, first time on a podcast. So once he got comfortable and got got rolling, you know. Yeah, man. 
But uh, I know I he definitely of his performance at all. It made me very scared to hear how. Good <laughs> <it was. laughs> well, uh, it'll it'll ease your mind to know that he was. He reminded me a lot of you after your first two or three episodes. Well, first one for sure, but the first few where he was like all overcritical of himself and didn't think he did a good job. But I, I told him, you know, dude, you did fine. You did Absolutely. a good job. Absolutely. Yeah, he, said, yeah, he nailed it. He was awesome. Yeah, it was good to have him. He'll be back on for sure. We'll get him back in again. And it's difficult when you've got Jeff and I who have done this for over over a year now together. Um, when when the two of us in here were trying to to do a podcast, it's hard enough to get in a word in edgewise. Right. You know? Uh <laughs> So when he when he was over there, I kept trying to I was trying to I wanted to get him more involved, but I didn't want to put any pressure on him. Right. It was that you know I had to walk that fine line because he had yeah we could have let him just go with the mic. He would have been fine. He yeah. had plenty of stuff to talk about. I just uh, I felt like a little more reserved and which is completely acceptable for your very first time. Yeah. He, you know jumping in with right, the wolves yeah. on a oh, flight yeah. night card live. You know two three. Plus hours, whatever we did. Yeah, you know, we did, did we did three hours on the air, but we were you guys were here for a lot longer than that. Yeah, oh yeah, we came in, we got here just after the fight pass prelims, so mm-hmm. we watched the whole FS1 card together. Yes. And, you know, once once he got used to having the mic in front of him, it it just takes that time. Absolutely. But yeah, he'll be back on again. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm very excited to have him back on. Tony did a great job. Yeah, thanks it. for joining us, Tony. Absolutely. Ryan, and, uh, you should be scared. Yeah, man. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to be sleeping with one eye open now. We couldn't. Yeah, you sh- should always sleep with one uh, eye open. If Metallica taught me anything in my youth. Then yeah. grip your pillow <laughs> tight. you got to grip that pillow tight. Um, <laughs> 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 so what are we doing our next fight night? Uh, UFC 209. Yes. Coming up in uh, just a few weeks. Habib and Tony. Yeah. And uh, Ryan. Wonder Boy. Wonder yeah. Boy. Ryan. Uh, chosen douche. Are you going to be here for that one, Ryan? Uh, I am going like 99%. I'm going to be there for that one. Gotcha. And we may have another person in the house for this one as well. Everett might come and join us for 209. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, maybe, maybe not. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, It's been a while since we've had Everett in the the Yellow Dungeon. Yeah, we had him here for, two. was it the 200 preview or post-show? I think it was the preview. I think it was, yeah, because he he got every fight wrong. Yeah. So it was the preview. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Everett was in the house. You didn't expect to have a, a successful night on picks, I hope. No, but one of the, like I was telling you, like one of the first archive shows I went back when I started listening to our old ones, it was like just a random one, like episode nine or something, or six, I don't remember. Whatever, no, it was our first, whatever the first one is on iTunes. Six. Six. And Everett's like, every fight for that fucking card, he picked almost right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the only times it happened. Uh, that's 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 an odd, that's an odd thing to happen. At that point, you should have played the lottery. Yeah. Well, I'd be glad to have Ryan in for uh, for one of these. Yeah, it'd be uh, fun to, to have Ryan in. It was just Jeff and I for the first one, I yep. believe, right? And uh, we both got stoned, and oh my god, I am not good <laughs> on this mic when I'm stoned. I've well, realized then, not to take, especially minutes. when it gets later. Yeah, man, I mean, you, you know, because that was a that was pay per view, so it was still pushing twelve thirty one o'clock. Yeah, it was it was right, late, yeah. and I and I was handed this pen, and I was like, I'm just gonna fucking go deep, and I I blew it every bit of air I had, and I did this ungodly way too big a hit for me, uh-huh. and I handed it back, <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you fucking you got it, man. I just Uncle Joey laughed. Woo! At him. 
<laughs> Dave's yeah, coughing. One thing that sucks for me is missing like how many pay per views I end up having to miss most of because of my shifts early the next morning on yeah. the Sunday. So if I can't get something to cover for me, I you know we'll start watching the pay per view, and as we get to the co main, it's like, well, I gotta go. Right. Yeah. That's that's a that's a problem if you gotta be up at four a.m. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, at that point, you'll have a newborn baby, and you won't be sleeping much anyway. So yeah. you can oh. just stay up; it'll be fine. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> the countdown is now. It could be any day. Yeah. Maybe uh, yeah, they said you gotta get to four centimeters, and right now we're at one. So maybe it really is. Beginning. Well, as you know, that can jump to four in a matter of a couple hours at any given time. Yeah, well, I, I got like my I'm at work. My phone's right beside me. I got the work phone beside me just in case anything happens. And... Do you have the bug out bags made? Oh yeah. Okay. See, he's a pro. He knows what he's doing. You got this. Well, well we're doing it at home, so hopefully we don't even need to use the bags. You're doing what? Oh yeah, that's that's what. Yeah, they have a midwife come in. You're doing it at home. We're, we're doing. Uh, we're doing a home birth this time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Why didn't I know that? Did I know that? I don't no, think we knew I that. Don't I, I don't know if I told you guys. Uh, no, I, I don't think you did. No. I feel like we would remember no, that yeah. factoid. Okay. Well, yeah. hey, man, that's going to be a hell of a all fucking experience. Go, all things good. Yeah, all things go according to plan. That's, uh, that's what we're going to do. All right. So. That's fucking awesome, dude. That's uh, something that I never got to experience uh, yeah. at all. You know, we were, we were fucking hospital bombed because she wanted the drugs. Right, right. And, uh, you know, so that homebrew, that's going to be fucking awesome, dude. Good luck. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you guys are probably one of the first to know that uh, that week for sure. We expect pictures of the baby after it's out? Yes, after. You know you, what I'm saying? Want to see the live, you want me to do the live video? The last time I was there on the live performance, I passed the fuck out. <laughs> nah, and ended man. up with, <laughs> with a scar in stitches and a concussion. So, I'm going to pass oh, on that. Man. I'll pass. I've I've not... Met your wife in person. Yeah. So, I'd rather see her face first. first I'm saying. Exactly, exactly. That's not that's... the first thing I want to see is her face. You know what I'm saying? Not the other end. <laughs> yeah. Clean, clean the kid up. Put a little blue jumper on it. Whatever. Send us pictures. That, that uh, yeah, for sure. That'd be the ultimate plan. Are you, uh, are you currently rocking a stash, Ryan? Uh, no, I'm growing, uh, growing the goatee back right now. All right. Ah, okay. Gotcha. I was, I was hoping for a, a wicked stash picture with the baby. <laughs> yeah, I, the, I was rocking the Hogan for as long as I could, but yeah, the wife wasn't really happy with it, so I, I <laughs> go, from, go from looking white trash to looking respectable in society. Fair well, enough. you know, she knew a lot of pictures would be coming up. <laughs> Well, you guys ready to talk some fights? Let's dive in. All right. Like we said uh, last Saturday night on FS1, we had the return of the Korean zombie surprising the shit out of me. If you listened to the uh, the fight night during the uh, the cast of the fight, you hear how surprised I was. Yeah. I just yelled out, holy oh, that, fuck. Yeah, man. I think uh, all that three of us were pretty beautiful. excited. Yeah, dude. I couldn't... He... He he looked a little rusty at first, but just connected. Fainted that yeah. left hook a couple times and got Bermudez head movement timed down, and then just came back with that right uppercut and cracked him. Now, did you guys think at all that it was a, a bad stoppage at all? Because I heard some people thinking that they should have let it go on. I was gonna. I thought that... 
should have ended, but... I was going to ask you guys the same question because I saw a few people talking about it. No, I didn't think it was a bad stoppage. No, because he was eating some shots when he went to the ground. Yeah. I thought they did a great job on the stoppage. It was perfect, uh, perfectly fine. There was I don't think it was early or late or anything. I thought it was. I thought the ref did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't get a, I didn't get a lot of the, any of the complaints that people had mm-hmm. about the stoppage at all. But you know everybody's got to complain about something. So, especially if their guy doesn't win. Yeah. Well, this yeah. win yeah. catapulted Zombie back into the featherweight rankings, yes. jumping into number nine where Dennis Bermudez was going into the fight. Did you see how far he ended up dropping it? He all? only dropped to eleven. Okay. Uh, it's no, that's not too bad. No, not bad at all. It's uh, Zombie Brian Ortega is number ten, and then uh, Duho Choi dropped to number twelve. And he won't be around to defend even that for a while. So we don't. But there has I've not heard, seen any official word that he is, and his name keeps getting brought up about fights. Yeah, they, yeah, they keep mentioning him for for the next for another fight coming up. That'd be outstanding if he didn't have to go. Now we got to keep him around at the UFC to. For more fights, yeah, I mean, I would love that. But the, the last I, the last I heard, he was still he was going off to the military. But I haven't heard either way if he's yeah, gone there's, there's or been, if he's not or what. Every so. time his name comes up, nobody even mentions it. So I don't know no, what's I mean, going on. And people, well, and people are still calling him out. Yeah, exactly. So if, if he's getting called out from yeah. people, then Jason Knight called him out. What's going on? Yeah, Jason Knight called him out. Um, I. What, what Jason Knight's nickname is? I just found this out the other day. The kid? The kid. No, no. Hick Diaz, they call him. What? I never heard of that one. They call him Hick Diaz because he's so good at jujitsu, but he's a redneck. Interesting. I forget what show I was listening to, and they were calling him Hick Diaz. I guess that's what a lot of... His official nickname is The Kid, but apparently everyone knows him as Hick Diaz. That's yeah. We've got it on uh, MMA Junkie and uh, the forums of Sure Dog. So yeah, Jesus, Jason Knight's uh, White Diaz, bro. Look at Hick look Diaz. At, look at look at that. Look at you coming back swinging. Look at, look at Tony. Tony shook him up a little bit. <laughs> Good job, Tony. He was scared for his job. He had to come in with the Hick Diaz. He had to come out and fucking Barry Bonds that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna have to uh, piss test you, kid. <laughs> he kept that gem for the show. Okay, all right, I got you, brother. All right then. Mm-hmm. Now, so what do you what do you think for uh, for for zombie next? Now, I what God damn it, Ryan! Ryan, let him do his job. Jesus Christ! Give me one. I'm just, ask, I'm just asking questions. That's all. I'm Fuck! Doing. Know your role. Yeah, I know. <laughs> know your role. So, like Ryan said, what what did, what's next for zombie? Continue going up. Um, people what? were obviously glad to see him back. Uh, I didn't get the final numbers for the fight night card, but uh, whether it did numbers good. didn't do bad, if I remember right, attendance was kind of terrible. We talked about right. that. right. The attendance was not great for uh, for Houston. I don't know if Houston's really known as a fight town. Uh, they had some pretty but, big I mean, fights there, exactly. though. I mean, that's where Sarah knocked out GSP. Yeah, I don't know where it's at now because a there was a Bowl lot. Card. There was a lot of people missing from that uh, from the front area of on a couple sides of the octagon. Yeah, we've seen some yeah. some openings. Um, what's next for for Zombie is just uh, stay active, get back in the the spotlight again, so to speak, and take whatever fights you can. Top ten fighters. I got a name. And uh, keep going. 
Yair Rodriguez. Okay, I'd love to see Ooh. that fight. That's number nine and number eight. Let's fucking do that yeah, one. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Swanson. I'd watch that too. Cubby would be a good fight. Cub beat him in what, WEC was it? Yeah. Well, let's take a look, see. Fucking poor letter, Garcia. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't mm. have. Oh, we have two WEC fights with. Yeah, he lost to Garcia. Ruben Garcia that he and he did not do well in WEC. Yeah, but then he got the revenge on Garcia by putting him in the twister. <laughs> that was so awesome. I was. I don't. I think I told this, but I was watching Fuck. that fight with with Rich Cerrito, with my brother in law, and uh, when we seen him hit there, like. What is this? What is this madness? This twister. I was like, is that gonna? Oh, ow, ow! And he was done. It yep. was. It was uh, such a great, great move. Have you ever heard the Joe Rogan call on that thing? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I did. This is like, he's gonna get a twister. Twi- yeah, he's oh gonna God. get a twister. Joe Rogan looked like he looked like, like the everyday fan. He couldn't believe what he was watching. It was great. Yeah, Dave brought that point up on the. Uh... Doing the fight cast. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah, I didn't we, remember if I did or not. Yeah, we compared it to uh, Jim Ross. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I remember. That I, by I, God, I he's dead. I think I missed that part. Or maybe it was, maybe it was on the podcast. It might have been. It might have been last week. It was one podcast. of the two fucking shows that yeah, you called we in. We did on. a lot of podcasting last week. Yeah, Ryan. We did a lot of podcasting. Yeah. We did. We. You know, you and I. We did. <laughs> I, I was chilling out in immense amounts of pain, but. Uh, you'll be all right. You'll be all right, kid. Put a, put a bandaid um, on your boo First round, two thirty left. The knockout by uh, by zombie performance of the night definitely earned it. Um, uh, yeah, Rodriguez would be a great fight. I'd love to see him have. I, I think, I'd love to see Cubby and him fight. I think that'd I think be him amazing. and Cubby would be a great fight. Absolutely. I, I just think the way Cubby's fighting to come off. I mean, yeah, he looked impressive in this fight, but he still looked. He looked slow to start. The 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 he was the yeah. rust was there at the he beginning. Ate some he shots really he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. he ate some big shots and he, you know, happened to put together a good combination and cracked him. But I think Cubby's a little too far of a jump right now okay. off of that. Maybe. Yeah. The point is uh, I want him just to continue to stay active. Continue yeah. to take fights. Yeah. Oh, I'm, stay I'm active. 100% agree. You get that rust kicked off, two, three, four, five fights, start putting together some, some winning streaks. Uh, you know, win four or five if you're going to go for it, and just keep just yeah. keep staying active. Go, go get that title shot again. Yeah, work yeah. yourself back up to that because uh, Chris against Aldo before he had, before his shoulder popped out. Yes, yeah, that exactly. was nasty. I think you know if he if he beats Yair, he's going to jump Charles Oliveira and could even maybe jump Pettis. Uh, you can make Yair and uh, and Zombie for the uh, interim title. <laughs> Don't even talk about an interim title at 145 pounds. Don't you? You got a little angry about that there yesterday. We're gonna do another. We're gonna have two interim champions. Don't don't you even? At 45. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Get rid of the one. You might as well strip him. Get rid of the one now. There's no point. He's not gonna fucking defend the title and fight the champion. Get the fucking belt off of him. One cha- the champion wants to box. The interim wants to act. Well, they stripped. They stripped the real champion. Is, yeah. They stripped the real champion. The fake champion wants to go up to 155 and and fight for an interim title at 155. And oh, it's making my eyes hurt. And the interim champion is going to go do a fucking movie instead of. 
fighting Eldo for the belt, which is why it got put on hold because that should have happened in Brooklyn. It was supposed to happen this weekend, but Max's foot was supposed to be oh, jacked up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Max this hurt whole, his foot in the fight. This whole thing has given me a concussion just reading and thinking about it. And then you this ask. This is ridiculous. And then Ryan wonders why I'm fucking pissed. Because <laughs> this interim title was a joke to begin with. It was to save yeah. 206, which turned out 206 was a good card, but it wouldn't have sold pay-per-views without a championship, period. Period. It's and hard to have a pay-per-view yeah, without a champion. With the title. Oh, yeah. That's why they turned around three weeks later and yeah. put it on Fox. It just happened to be such a good card that they right. knew they could get somebody to watch it on Christmas Eve because they didn't have anything else. We're going to give you this, this shit away for free. It was a good-ass card, though. I didn't have a problem it with was. it. How good it was. But, you know? Dude, whatever. If, if Holloway's going to do a fucking movie, strip him. Now, get the title off of yeah. him. And then tell Jose, <laughs> you either fight for Oh, God, you can't have him fight Frankie Edgar, though. Again? Right. <laughs> Give him bully. Go ahead. Again? Why, why not? They already fought Frankie twice. Frankie and him yeah. have fought. This will be the third time, and Frankie's never won one. Cub so. don't, I don't want to watch him fucking destroy Cub either. And Jeremy yeah, Stevens isn't L- getting it. Lamas, Lamas did look pretty good against has, in the later rounds. Lamas has looked better. He's he's improved except for when Frankie Cracked him and or no, oh, was that Chase? that fight, yeah. Oof. Pettis isn't doing forty-five anymore, is he? Anthony Pettis. No, he's going back to. He 55. said he's going back to fifty-five. So yeah, right? he should automatically get gone. He's right then, six as as a featherweight. I can't uh, move Oliveira up though. He's on a two-fight losing streak. Isn't, isn't Oliveira the one missing weight too? Yeah, so, yeah. So chance, <laughs> chance. You got no one left. Zombie might jump pretty quick. You know? I told you, Zombie versus Superboy in Korea for the I said that, too. I said Zombie versus Superboy, and I got laughed at. Really? I I don't know if the the only problem with that fight, it'd be fun to see, but you you risk killing a market. Oh, completely kill it. It's a market. It's an absolute market killer. I'm trying to split the the audience as it is. I was being selfish and wanting that fight. The problem with that fight is is that... Well, the problem with that fight, though, is, is that Zombie would take... Duho Choi down and submit him. Brian Ortega would be a fun flight with, with Zombie. Brian Ortega's got great jitsu. Yeah, the TC. The triangle fucking killer, man. He'd be a, he'd be a lot of fun to watch with uh, with Zombie. I think Zombie would put him out on his feet, though. Probably, Ortega's... but you never know. But he's dangerous once he gets down. So Zombie, though. Oh, well, he is. Brian Ortega's pretty... Uh, people, a lot of people sleep on him. Yeah. Oh, I, I, he's I a solid, fight. solid fighter. His first fight, I slept on him, and then he came around on me. But as for this fight, man, we had a great time it calling it. Good main event, man. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It, you know, it's hard to do uh, to call. You know, we're doing the podcast for so long. We've watched it for so long, and uh, you know, it's twelve thirty one in the morning. We've been doing this for five hours, but we were we were on point. We were excited for this fight. Yeah. We didn't lag behind, or we didn't you know fall asleep, or you know at at the mic. We did a great job of, of keeping it together, and it was really exciting. For the two and a half minutes that it was on, yeah, it was a nice know? little capper. It was it was nerve wracking, I'm sure for for Zombie being back in there for the first time in was it three plus years, three and a half, yeah. yeah that was yeah. and because we had the audio down, but they were they showed his wife, right? And that was her first fight, I believe that she was. It was the first one in attendance? Yeah. Okay. I believe that was a factoid that somebody told me after the fact. 
I'm excited to see uh, see Zombie back. Yeah. I really am. Yeah, great win for Zombie. Welcome back to the UFC, and hopefully we'll see you back in the cage real soon. Uh, the co-main event, Felice Herrig picked up the win by decision over Alexa Grasso. Um, good performance on Herrig's part, especially on the ground. Taking her down and, and getting control. The, that was basically the two, the biggest thing that won it for her were the didn't, two takedowns. Uh, didn't Grasso, uh, she had a heel hook or something? Grasso caught her in the heel hook in the heel first hook. round. Yep. Yeah. That was her one submission attempt because okay. they didn't count the second submission attempt that she tried. It wasn't in long. The Kimura wasn't it? She didn't yeah. try a, a Kimura from the bottom? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't, didn't stay in long enough for it to be considered. But uh, Grasso came close to putting her out at the end of the fight. But just that, that flurry that she had, she waited too long to, to unleash. She was kind of tentative. First round, she kind of she looked pretty good, and then the second and third, for the most part, were a just domination by Felice Herrig. Yeah, the, she was saying going into this fight that um, she finally did a proper weight cut. I guess she, she had a lot of problems with her weight cuts lately, and she was uh, attributing her poor performance to that. So, oh, okay, I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, that part. But I think when we were watching it, I thought, if I remember right, that I think we we called it. Uh, we had. Grasso winning two to one. Yeah, we did. We're calling it. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason, uh, we missed something in there. Uh, and that I think it was the, the difference of the first round. I think we gave it to to Grasso, and they well, gave it to Harry. Yeah. Well, the one judge gave it. It was a two had twenty nine twenty eight. Which yeah, we no, we gave the first round to Grasso, and then yeah. the, the, the second and third we gave to to Felice. Okay, gotcha. but. So we would have had it about twenty nine, twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. The, but the one judge saw it thirty twenty seven for Felice. That's what it was. That's what it was. It was how the hell did yeah. you give her all three? Yeah, because, that's what I didn't get. Because Grasso right. thought she won off that. Yeah. Which I don't know how you'd think that, but you know, Felice is a tough, tough chick, and she's been in there with tough, tough chicks, and she yeah. will continue to be a tough fight for anybody coming up. I forgot that she fought in Bellator. Uh, Felice. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. Until uh, I think it was severe, they brought it up. What is Grasso's yeah, twenty three, right? right? Yeah, she's twenty three. She's young. This, and we've said this before. We said it on the show that, but this does not hurt Grasso. Not at all. She is no. still highly sought after uh, free agent. She was. She's uh, an extremely talented fighter. The UFC has got to still be really high on her. Uh, of, of her making a, a, a solid uh, comeback off this loss. You better hope so. She needs to. They she need. To. They need her for that Hispanic market down in Mexico. Yes, man. Between her, Yair, they got a uh, Arena Eldana. They try to put the back on Kane, but you can't trust his him. back. You can't trust his back. No, nah, you can't put anything on or his, his knees back. or anything no. else. No, he's had almost as many surgeries as me. That's ridiculous. Uh, Harry calling out uh, both Michelle Waterson and Paige Van Zandt. After yeah. The fight. Yes. Uh, I don't need to see the Page fight a second time this soon. I'd rather see the uh, the Watterson fight. Yeah, I think she did a smart job though calling out those two fighters. She yeah. took advantage of yeah. the time that they offered her, and she made it a point to call out names, uh, good names, names that'll help uh, sell ratings. And uh, Felice did a great job of doing that. The Watterson fight probably before so the Page Van Zandt fight also makes sense because they have a history there, and she wants to get back that loss. Watterson's kind of high for her to get to though yes right she, now she is she entered in at 12 
this week, uh, replacing Alexa Grasso. <clears throat> Grasso dropped down to 14. Uh, and Fleece jumped into Fleece was not ranked. Yeah, she was unranked. Yeah. She jumped into she jumped into 12. Uh-huh. Paige is at 10. Um, Where's the hottie at? Seven. Seven. Welcome. See, but I want Paige and JoJo. Page, a Page and JoJo fight? Yeah, that's the fight I want. Yeah. I want to see Page and That'd JoJo. Be fight. That'd be great. Oh. That'd be a great fight. It'd be huge. I, I'd uh, I'd feel uh, kind of bad for uh, Paige having to lose that one, though, because I think JoJo is a little bit tougher. I think so, too. Yeah. I think she's a little bit more uh, more scrappy, a little tougher. A little, uh, she's a better striker. Uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That'd be a fun fight. I'd like to see that fight, for yeah, sure. I would like to see them just give JoJo a fight. I've been part of this Give JoJo a Fight Twitter campaign, man. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Give JoJo a Chance. Everybody wants her, her Everybody wants her on London, but they won't put her on it. It doesn't make any sense. Not what, at all. What was, what was JoJo's last fight? Um, she's not ranked, is, it, is she? Was it the JoJo, she's there number she she's number eight. She's just behind Watterson. Uh, I can't remember her last fight. Jessica Andrade, yeah, yeah, because yeah. okay, because that's when she was just someone uh, they were talking about her saying, thinking that Andrade was on steroids. Right. Where did that story break? Was that uh, today? A couple of days ago. A couple of days ago, where uh, where JoJo's a report that she had talked about her. Yeah, JoJo saying that uh, Jessica Andrade is on the juice. Yeah. She hasn't been caught. Yeah. So not been caught. Yeah. You know, the, Testing is pretty she's solid these days. She's coming back clean. It's pretty hard. To, it's a hard statement to make. True story, especially in the USADA era. Yeah. Well, good on Felice, man. Yeah, yeah. She. I mean, there's potential fights. Jessica Aguilar in front of her. Uh, Morena Mraz is at number nine. So, I mean, you know, Felice will be back hopefully soon. Lots of fights um, to the top ten that uh, would would work for Felice and uh, and Grasso as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah Grasso, yeah. Grasso will be back for sure. Who was Grasso's first fight? What was her first fight in the UFC? Do you guys remember? Oh God, it was just a I few remember months ago. She looked amazing. Yeah, she looked incredible. Cool. She submitted her, didn't she? I think it was decision. It was Heather. It was the oh, decision. Heather Clark. Clark. So oh, give her uh, Penny. Yeah, Penny's thirteen. She's ranked thirteen. She's just above Grasso. Yeah, that's a that's a veteran fight for her. She could fight you know? Aguilar. You know, it's a good name. Aguilar would be similar as well. Either one of the two Jessicas. Yeah. No. Yep. There's 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 plenty of opportunity for her to come back. I should be fine. Oh yeah. James Vick picking up the submission win over Abra Trujillo in the uh, third fight of the well fourth fight of the main event. Uh, this is, I, I missed a good chunk of this fight the first time. Yeah, they had uh, their small <laughs> chronic break. That was our little break. Yeah. Came back in time, though. I yeah. got back. I, I must have been kind of lucky for James Vick because he was trying that damn Darce quite a bit until I walked in the room. Yeah. Then he finally sunk it in and won. Yeah, I had a, a, a moment there in the uh, second the second part of the fight night with the Joes this was last weekend where it was just me solo on the mic for, I don't know, it wasn't long, <laughs> four or five minutes maybe. But it felt like About fucking an hour. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> they were in plenty of time to, to get to the third round to, to see things going down. Uh, but it felt, man, that's, how, that's, that's difficult to do. And uh, we walked out just before the walkout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't, they weren't calling that long. It just felt like 
a lot fucking longer. Because you came in late to the fight from taking a piss. Yeah. You were like two and a half minutes yeah. into the fight. Yeah, it was two and a half, three and a half minutes into the fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, no one was down here. I'm like, fuck, I got to get going. So I was <laughs> gone. We were gone for like six minutes, maybe seven. <laughs> it, felt like a fuck, it felt like an hour. I'm trying to call the fight. I'm trying to not just do, say, play-by-play over and over. Always hitting, always punching, always blocking. I had to try to inject in some fucking stories and talk about some other stuff, and, and I just kept rambling and nah, rambling you did a good rambling. Job, man. I'm just busting your balls. <laughs> it was fun, but it was hard. Yeah, because you, you do. You, you're like, a minute feels like an hour. It does. It really does. But You know what? Um, and I talked a lot about this uh, during that time, too, and I'll say it again. Is Abel Trujillo. It's a tough, tough motherfucker, and the fact that James Vick got that kind of victory over him says a lot for Vick. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was working that Darce even more so before you guys came in. He was working it during yeah, the second round. Second round, yeah. And, uh, and he was he had it in pretty good, and he was rolling with it, but he was he was smart. He didn't gas his arms on it. When he realized it wasn't going to hit, he let it go and, and spun and transitioned to try to get something else working out of the deal. Um when it came to the third round and he realized how easy he was putting it back on him, he knew at that point where to apply the pressure. I can't believe Abel just kept getting sucked into that thing, man. But Yeah. It was like cake for Vic to, to throw that on him. He was like he just grabbed it and snapping him. It was easy. Dangerous dude. Hey, James Vic is a guy that a lot of people sleep on. <clears throat> I, mean, he, I think he has a few losses in the UFC since coming off the open fighter there, but he's always, he always puts on like fun performances at least. He did a hell of a job against a very, very tough yeah. Abel Trujillo. Really good job. I'm looking forward to seeing yeah, more of him. Definitely put his name on the map for a lot of people that wouldn't have known about him. Yeah. No, it was definitely a big statement win for Vic. I, I slept on him for the fight, that's for sure. Uh, he's now uh, four and five in the UFC, and his only losses to Darius. So yeah, we talked about that. Dude. You know that's. He's he's doing some some pretty good stuff quietly over there, and uh, I'm excited yeah. to see him get more and more uh, talented fighters like Benail and like uh, Abel and yeah. uh, continue growing and, uh, and advancing. Darius sitting at number nine right now, also over uh, Crookshank too from uh, Ultimate Fighter House. Oh yeah, okay. It was, a, it was a nasty knee that he leveled him with. How the hell does Ally Aquinta take a year plus off? And jump back into the lightweight rankings at number fourteen. He's retired. I thought no, he, he came back. Too. You guys uh, didn't see that shit? Uh, I guess I didn't. Oh yeah, man. Uh, Alec Quinta's back. Alec, uh, like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm, I don't know. Oh, I don't I think I see that. Yeah, Alec Quinta is back, son. And he's back in the UFC. Yeah, he's not yeah, back. Oh, in no, MMA. no, no, no. I mean, st- I mean, even though he retired, he's still right. under contract. They talked about right. that. That's kind of the same thing like Shab said on the the fight. You know, I retired and I talked about going to compete somewhere else. And the UFC was like, "Oh yeah, here's your contract. It doesn't matter if you retire. We still own your ass." Yeah, your next fights yeah, have right. to be with us. Yeah, yeah. Unless they can get a full release or whatever the fuck, and UFC's not going to do that. Nope. There's no reason why. And that's, what, and that's the whole thing with GSP. They, the the problem with GSP is that he wants to go elsewhere, but UFC is refusing the the, the frozen contract. They're saying that no chance. No chance through no letting him go somewhere else. Not a chance. It didn't work for Randy Couture. It's not going to work yeah. for George. Just well, we'll see what happens with, Vic, uh, with uh, James Vick down the line. I can't believe, but I, I can't believe he didn't get into the top fifteen with that. No, he didn't. And 
And that's that was my point about bringing up Al. Al mm-hmm. hasn't fought in forever. Exactly. And, he, and he's number 14 now. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Vic has uh, just, just been a, a very, very game, able trio, and he's, he's four or five in the UFC and didn't even break the top 15. Kind of strange. Yeah. It just shows how uh, stupid the fucking people that do these rankings really are. Yeah. I don't think they watch the fights. I think they look at the names and they say, oh, I recognize yeah. him. Give him 14. So I know that name. He can rank up there. Why not? It's fine. Yeah, they see some. They, yeah, they, they see the name that everyone talks about. They see so and so one or something. So they gotta throw up the rankings and then, well, I left seven and eight empty. Who can I throw in there? Just pick a name out of a hat and throw it down. Well, they finally took Cowboy out of one fifty-five. Oh, geez, he's only he hasn't fought there. What six fights? Five. Five, five fights. Six fights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, six fights. Right. Yeah, something like that. So, so that year. that did some right, but that did some bumping around and stuff. And Trujillo, I think, was like 12 at the time. Maybe he wasn't ranked at all. But I, I don't he, think either one of them were ranked for this fight. I thought, I thought maybe Trujillo yeah. was. But. He, might have, if he, was, he might have been ranked low, but I don't remember them being ranked. Either one of them. Yeah. Either way, big surprise win for Vic, I think. Yes. In the low point of the night. Oh. God, this fight was garbage. Which, which was least impressive, the fact that and I said this off air, but the fact that Ozdemir won, or how shitty OSP looked. The latter. How shitty OSP yeah. looked. And he dropped. Definitely, definitely bad. I don't know what happened. If this was just a bad camp, if he was sick, if he didn't take him, if he took him too lightly, if he'd been lazy. It just, I can't tell you why, but OSP looked like ass. They looked like complete shit. It was, it, this was the worst fight of the entire card. It was it was dull. It was hard to sit and watch and call because we had to call action and we didn't get any action. It was I don't know, man. I, I didn't uh, I didn't expect an OSP fight to be so underwhelming. He was super gun shy coming yeah. in off that Manawa knockout. I mean, Manawa knocked him out cold. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he. Ex- I don't. You shouldn't expect Ozdemir to be man. You know, Timmy Manawas. Yeah, from. but I mean, when you get when you get clapped like that, man, it takes something out of you. It, you know, it, it'll get you. You yeah, know, be real reserved. You come in. You come in from going full twenty five with John Jones. You have a broken arm, and you're thinking that okay, you know what? It was an okay performance, and yeah, you, you get searched by Manawa in the blink of an eye. <sighs> now you gotta believe that something mental is not right right now. No. It's definitely not helped to have another loss to this guy no, on your record. Not at all. You know that's that's not going to help his his confidence or anything. Uh, raise. No, and it dropped him all the way down to number nine. I did the? He was like at six, I believe. And Ozdemir popped up to eleven. Popped in, yeah, cracked into eleven. But that just goes to show you how. If you're the UFC, you got to be freaking out about how the the depth that you don't have at light heavyweight right now. That's it's gone. It's gone yeah, from yeah. A, a very impressive and amazing uh, weight weight division with top tier fighters all across the board to uh, yeah. I uh, mean, it used to be the most. Just a few years ago, it was the the probably the yeah. most dominant division, and like hungry competitive division in in the UFC. But you still got guys like uh, Little Nog still in the top fifteen, <laughs> man. 
it's turning into it's the new heavyweight division. It really is. It, it kind of is, man. Well, the heavyweight's getting a little better now with guys like uh, uh, Beast and and, and Gano. And yeah, stuff. that's what I'm saying. The 205 is the new heavyweights. They're but, not. You know, that's it's an aging division. Half the people, the champions are hurt. The 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 main guy's gone for a year. I mean. That, Ozdemir gets one victory and he get, and he's almost in the top ten. Oh, I mean, the the guy ranked number four is leaving the company. Right. They already told him, "Bye, we're not matching Bellator's offer." Yeah, good, good to go. You know, see you later. Yeah, go go win the Bellator championship. Lil Nog's been gone. He's still up there. I yeah, mean, it's Lil just... Nog's Lil Nog's at twelve. He needs to retire. Uh, Shogun jumped to sixth. It's and and really, and how much does Shogun even have left in the tank at this point? Like he's, he's a loss away from from fighting over in Ryzen. He's got a fight coming up. Uh, yeah, uh, the, Corey Anderson. No, Corey Anderson's fighting. Um, wait, isn't Corey Anderson fighting? Um, I know Shogun's got a fight coming up. I just don't know who it is. It's uh, oh, John Vian. Vellante. John Vellante. Yeah. At, at isn't Anderson fighting Saturday against Anderson Silva? No, that's uh, Brunson. Brunson. Oh, that's right. That's Brunson. Shit. Corey, Corey Anderson's, Anderson's got a fight, fight coming up. up. It's against uh, Jimmy Manoa. Manoa. Yeah, that, oh, that's uh, right. That's right. That's <clears> the uh, is that the Canada card? It's the Halifax the card. Halifax. Yep. Yep. March eighteenth. So I mean, you look at the light heavyweights. Rumble's clearly the the gem in that division right now. Gus is back. It's screwed up. Teixeira is coming off a what, twelve he's, second knockout. He's fighting Saturday. So Who's he got? Cannoneer. Ah, uh, Jared oh, that's Cannonier. Right. That's Gustus, and you just opened. Yep. They were hoping to have Gus for London, but that fell through. Yeah, Glover's taking on Jared Cannonier. Yeah, you yeah, know that's a night. that's a hard fight for Teixeira. Uh huh. Cannonier's a tough, tough dude. Yeah, he is definitely tough. It's not going to be a walk in the park for for Glover. Who's this one loss to? Sean, Sean Jordan. Jordan. Oh, wow. Okay. Bad. Uh, that's right. It's a bad loss. 185. Yeah, 82. 82? 182, yeah. So he hasn't had... He only had two fights last year. He won them both, but... Uh, this is a big jump in competition for Jerry Cannon here. Definitely. Wow. And he's coming, he's coming in at a good time, too. Well, he's coming in as a replacement. Glover's, Glover's looking like... Who was... Know, up and down in those last two fights... Who was Glover supposed to face? Do you remember? No. I don't either. But you're right. He, this is the last-minute kind of deal. No, I don't remember because that's, that's, OSP that's a, was supposed to fight. I keep That's a no-win for Teixeira. Even no, if he wins, no. what does he gain? And if he loses, wow. Not much because... He loses big. If Rumble becomes champion, you're not getting a shot because you got KO'd in 30 seconds. Yeah. Bader's gone. Uh, Gus and Teixeira both got KO'd in less than a minute against him. And this is why John Jones gets an immediate title shot. There's nobody there. There's nothing there. They need him anyway. They need they him do. bad. They need him really bad. But they need this new crop of 205ers that are coming up behind yeah. the top 15 that to do something, man. Somebody needs to breed some life. Corey Anderson's a, a breath of fresh air. In the, Agreed. Agreed, but I don't know if yeah. he's going to be the guy. No, I don't either. He's not beating John Jones. I don't think Jimmy Manawa is the guy either. He has the tools to be the guy. He does have the tools to be the guy, but I don't know. I don't know why he's never utilized him. 
No, because they were they were all but you know picking Jimmy Manawa to beat Gustafson. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There was, the UFC and a lot of the fighters uh, and a lot of the people on social media and stuff that we see were extremely high on Manawa. Yeah, you know, it was like he was the second coming for that division, but never panned out. Yeah, he's still ranked five. He's still doing his thing, but. Um, Oh yeah, I mean he he put St. Peru to sleep. <gasps> that was that was really nasty. That knockout rivaled what Rumble did to Teixeira. Yes, it was. Oh, I couldn't believe that one. I totally picked OSP for that fight. I think I might have too. I yeah. think we both did. <clears throat> I definitely did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all did, and we ate it. On yeah, that one, right on the chin. Like sometimes OSP. it happens. It does. It happens. Ah. It happens a little too often. To me. <laughs> Uh, Two fights we, left in the main card. Can we call this one the surprise of the night? I think we have to call this one um, the surprise of the night. Holy the, shit. The fight, uh, Marcel Fortuna and Anthony Hamilton, where uh, we found out in the middle of the fight that uh, Fortuna lied to the UFC and said that he weighed two, <laughs> 230 pounds yeah. because they called him last minute to come in and replace somebody. He's a natural 205-er. Yeah, and Hamilton weighed like 260, 250-something. Yeah, he was 258.5. Yeah, yeah that's right. He was and uh, Fortuna weighed in at 210.5. Yeah, 210 and a half. We were all like, I'm sitting there looking at it, and you can hear it on the show. I'm like, why the fuck is this guy <laughs> fighting two, two, what? Why are you fighting heavyweight? You're 210. That's four pounds you yeah. got to lose. Four. Yeah. He oh, came well. in, didn't cut nothing, just came in at 210 and decided he was going to fight this 260-pound man. Yeah, so we're all like, holy shit, this guy's going to get the shit kicked out of him. And you were saying before we went on, Ryan, about uh, Kara's reaction. Yeah, I like, like, checked out the fight the first time, so I I knew it was going to happen. So I, I put it on for Kara because she, she loves to watch like, the random fights here and there. So we put it on, and she goes, look at this guy. The guy, he has like 50 pounds. There's no way. And I said, just, you know, just watch, just watch. You know, don't, you, how long is the fight? I said, you know, it's not that long. Don't worry. <laughs> he's so big. He's so big. And then, what, boom. And then you see Kara, just her reaction was, she's like, what? Like, just could not believe to see Anthony Hamilton's motor skills just leave him for a few minutes. Oh, like, man. Dude, Hamilton looked like a baby deer learning how to use its legs. I didn't understand. I could yeah. understand how he that happened. him. That was, it was so perfect around the temple. Like, it was so flush. It was an amazing strike. And, uh, and it was, it was clearly over. I mean, oh, Hamilton, yeah. Hamilton was done. Well, and the funniest thing was that like, Hamilton was alert. He just couldn't use any of his limbs. <laughs> That's the problem. He yeah. He was like, nope. That's why I said he looked like a baby deer trying to learn how to yeah. use his legs. He, yeah. he flashed back to a toddler. I mean, it's. Fortuna knocked him back to being a toddler, man. He had no idea what was yeah, going on. He beat on. the age right off him. Yeah. That was a great, uh, a great showing of how, you know, it's. For someone that's not an MMA fan that doesn't understand this and they're, they're or a boxing fan, they just think bigger guy is going to win. You know, all the time because he's bigger than the other guy shows that uh, that's yeah. not necessarily the case. No, you know? not a, not so much. You know, Fifty pounds worth of, of difference here, and he was knocked out with one forty seven left of round one. And it was a brutal. It was a, he took yeah, some it, shots, man. Like, he, he Hamilton, did. Hamilton, we were we were saying during it, Hamilton was like landing, and then all of a sudden Fortuna yeah. just boom uppercut out of nowhere. He had enough, and it was over. In a knockout victory and a performance of the night, well earned. 
So this well earned. It, this could be a little breath of fresh air for the two hundred fivers. I like the guy. I, I, I want to look him. I want to watch him do more. I don't think he's going to be fighting a heavyweight again. No, oh, no, they're not going to let him. They're like, okay, motherfucker, you got one over on us. Yep, you're done, sir. But uh, we're going to weigh you in next time before we make any kind of, uh, or at least look at you. Right. I mean, jeez. <laughs> Well, even when they were when they were just announcing them coming, like before you even saw them like squaring off, right when they said the two ten weighing in at that, I was like that that that's gotta be a typo. Like it just didn't seem like it could be right. And then you see them stand beside each other, and like oh yeah, the yeah. He, he's a he's a light heavyweight for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, he is. And in the uh, the first fight of the night and, and winning fight of the night. Uh, Jessica Andrade picks up the decision win over Angela Hill and also gets herself a title shot at Joanna Jerichek. Wow. Nah, this was a good fight. fight. This was a very good fight. I had a great time watching and calling this one. Andrade um, was on point just throwing those shoulder hooks. And she is a bulldog. She is an absolute bulldog. Unbelievable. She got her teeth in and she would not let go. Hill finally started yeah. putting it together, but it was just too little too late. Yeah, well, she started, like, late in the second and into the third when she started figuring it out. And right. by that time, you know, Andrade already won the first two rounds. 342 strikes thrown yeah. by Andrade. But yeah. she only landed 148 of them. Like, that kind of output in a five-round fight against Ioana. Yeah, yeah, she did this in three. But I'm saying, though, I don't like it, right doing that in three Imagine in five, she's going to gas the fuck out. She didn't look that bad this time. I mean, it was uh, going into three, but we talked about that, too, is Adrash has had, she had one previous five-rounder, or she had none? I don't think she's had one. Joanna's had how many five-rounders in a row? Oh, three or four? Right. Three. She's never went five uh, Andrash is not. Yeah, I, was just, I don't think she's ever even been scheduled. Yeah, that's what I mean. She's never been booked for five. And Hill, you know, this is Hill looked good in this fight. This was a uh, a very really tough, tough fighter to come in and have your first fight with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a tough fight back for Angela Hill, but it it did her good. Um, she didn't look terrible. She, I mean, her chin. Holy oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah, that was yeah, not, yeah. there was no question about that. That's tough. Right. She ate a lot of shots and just kept coming. 131 significant strikes. Yeah. She ate all of them. There were, there were a few to the body, but it was mostly well, to yeah, the face. Yeah, but and she, the two takedowns really helped solidify the fact that Andrash was winning this fight. Definitely. Yeah. Angela Hill coming back now and having her first fight back is against the number five and, and now – Actually, the the next in line for a title fight, you know, the the next contender. It really wasn't wasn't ideal for Hill to come back to. No. You know, you'd want someone uh, not quite as high on the food chain as uh, so Jessica Andrash for sure. But she that's the fight she was presented with, and that's the fight she took. And the performance wasn't a bad one at all. She looked she looked good. She looked tough. She she turned a lot of heads for sure. So. I don't think it yeah. hurt. The loss didn't hurt her at all. And, 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 and Drosh needed Hill the win. And, and Felice. Ooh. Oh, hey, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that fight. Did that fight happen on the Ultimate Fighter, Ryan? I don't remember that season. I know you don't. I know uh, he would. Yeah. I don't remember that. I don't. I 
don't remember, to be honest with you. I'm not 100%. Then it probably happen. didn't happen. <laughs> if I can't remember it, then it never happened. Pretty much. Let's do one more on this, and then we'll, uh, we got an hour into this one already. So. Oh. Yeah. Um, but this one. T-shirt and backs. Not a very good performance Mm-mm. from Bex at all. And she said uh, goodbye 115-pound division. So whether she yeah. just is going up to Bantamweight or is no longer with the UFC. She can't keep doing 115. She's not built for 115. No, this is just another no, reason not. why we need a 125 division. She's a 125-er through and through. This would, you know, she's, she's suffering at 115 because she's not being able to show how good she really is having to cut so much weight and be so sick and so dehydrated and so thin and, and her body can't do this is killing her to make this weight. If she was to, if there were to be a 125, I guarantee Rowdy Beck would be someone so dangerous that she would be a contender yeah, in that division where she's she's floundering in this one. And she can't do, and 135 is too much for her. One, don't even yeah, think about 145. She's going to get beaten down. Like, she'll have like two three straight losses and she'll be on her way out. This is a problem that they need to address for fighters like her because she's she's a, a great fighter that's in a bad situation, and I hope they I hope they change this. Tisha Torres got a victory, uh, of course, but the the story here is, is Beck not coming back. And that's what we it, we were talking about there the other day with the a one twenty five division as opposed to the one forty five in a way it would make a little bit more sense. I think it would too. I think a lot more fighters would benefit from a 25 than a 45 right now. Um, yeah. There's a lot of fighters that there's there's more in 115 that would love to the chance to go up and and uh, and there's a couple there's a few at 35 right now that would relish the chance to go down 10 pounds. They just they can't yeah, make 15. Exactly, yeah. So it's just it's just a bad situation. I hope they address soon. I think the UFC could benefit from both. Like I I really think there's enough. In both weight classes, and I know I've brought this up in our in our conversations before, but um, there are fighters outside of 145 or outside of the UFC that that they could bring in for 145. For Definitely, sure. absolutely, right, yeah. Um, and and like you guys said, there's a there's already a big clamoring for 25, and I think 25. I think they actually wanted to do 25 originally, but Cyborg. Well, they, they were throwing all those fights at 125. They, they kept on having a 125-pound fight. Yeah, JoJo Plus, fought like, somebody at 25. Four, I think with Turno, Valerie Letourneau, I think she had one also. Yeah. Yeah, Letourneau's done both catch weights. She did one at 140 for Cyborg. Was that was it Letourneau? No, so Letourneau didn't fight Cyborg. Yeah. Who was the one that did just did 140 catch weight for Cyborg? Do you guys? I don't remember who it was. It was the the Swedish girl. No. Jessica Perry? I don't know, but either way, right now, if they did a 25, has already got a built-in roster because they've, they've already got established fighters that have participated in the UFC that can jump in and fill that division up and then add in a few others from other Invictus and other organizations as well. There's 45, they have, they have a couple, you know, obviously Cyborg, but then they have a couple more that can come in. But they could fill up a 25 with existing fighters right now way easier. Well, their own champion, their 15-pound champion wants to fight at 25. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but the 135 champion wants to fight at 145. So we're, now we're going to have this thing all over again. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, there's way more fights to make with the 35-pound champion than there are for the 15. She's already pretty yeah. much cleaned out the division. Yep. I, I, I'm not, I think the uh, the the uh, Andrade fights make a really fun fight when they if when they put it together. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> they don't even have Cyborg listed on here anymore. No, they pulled her. Yeah, they did. No, she, she's not listed at 35 anymore. She's not listed in the UFC's database. She was. Just, Is that because of the suspension? Maybe that's weird because she maybe. was just on. Here's there. all the Santos that are listed. Interesting. I can't think of who in Cyborg's first fight, but did she fought Landsberg? Was that the Wait Santos? a minute, she's not uh, listed as a oh, Santos. No, she's just listed as Chris Cyborg. Yeah, she dropped a Santos. Because, she, yeah, she's the number one ranked featherweight fighter. In the That's world. what I thought. Um, the 140 was Leslie Smith. But, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we, were, right. we were talking about fighters outside of the UFC. So you got Cindy Dananos is the number two ranked featherweight fighter in the world. Um, Marlos Conan is number three. Megan Anderson, who's the Invicta champion. Charmaine Tweet, who uh, Anderson beat for the Invicta championship. And I think Cyborg actually beat up Charmaine Tweet pretty bad, too. But, I mean, there there are other girls. Sinead Cavanaugh. Sinead Cavanaugh will be in the UFC pretty quickly. I, I guarantee Leslie Smith will go over there, just like I said, to 145. Well, I think so, too. She had uh, talked about that when she fought Cyborg, that uh, making uh, the 140 uh, was a lot easier than even making it down to 35. And yeah. She's, she's a bigger girl. So, she would make it up there. Mark my words, Sinead Cavanaugh will be in the, the UFC against, within a year. With the fight year. against Landsberg, was that a catchweight also, or was that a... Uh, Cyborg? It was technically listed as a catchweight, but uh, Landsberg okay. was able to make uh, 35. They just they have to do that for her, for uh, right, Cyborg. Yeah. They, okay. they didn't have a 45 <laughs> division, so they have to call it catch. Yeah. But Landsberg right. was, was okay. able to make 35. Sinead Kavanaugh will be in the UFC featherweight division. I'm excited to see her. Yeah. In the UFC against the UFC talent. She'll be, she's got a fight coming up in Bama. The Bama Bellator card coming up in next month, I think it is. Over in Ireland. We've been keeping an eye on uh, other outside UFC fights, so uh, yeah, be sure to watch that one. Yeah, well, I'd I'm, love to watch that. I'm going to try to watch. I mean, I'm definitely going to catch the Bellator part of it. Bama's kind of hard to find in the yeah. States. Well, we've been collecting them from, yes. we'll just call them uh, outside sources and uh, <laughs> finding as many of these kind of cards as we can because it's 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 one thing for, you know, we can, we can continue. Obviously, the UFC is our main focus, but we want to bring more knowledge to people that listen so that uh, – they can also expand and let's look at some other fighters that are dominating get other places. Familiar, get familiar with other guys coming in that could yes. be potentially coming in before uh, they get on and we're like, who the fuck is this Right, guy? yeah. It makes sense. It all makes sense to do because we love, we, love, we love MMA. We don't just love the UFC. Yeah, we love watching Submission Underground. We love watching uh, Irish uh, MMA. It's amazing to watch. And there's just a lot of – Bellator is putting on some good stuff now. Yeah. Bama and, Bama and Cage Warriors are both putting out Absolutely. great, great shows. Great uh, cards. It Horizon's fun to watch for what they are. Yeah. I don't know if, you can, if we can find them. And it's, it takes some, takes some time to find them, but uh, they're fun to watch for what they are. Especially if you want that nostalgic pride feeling. I really I love that, I that pride yeah. feeling. I really do. Yeah. Um, what about what happened to poor Paul Milstead? 
to who? Or Adam Milstead. I kept calling him Paul. I know. We kept calling him Paul why. then. I don't know what the deal is. But there's a Paul Milstead. There's someone out there. He's either a fighter or a pro wrestler. I don't remember. Curtis Blades just laid the hammer down. Yeah, Curtis Blades with the slams, which ended up blowing out Milstead's knee. Yeah. But Blades looked really good now that he's training up at elevation. He hit, I think in that first round, he hit three big slams. Yeah, he had had eight total takedowns, and this only went barely, um, just barely. Yeah, it it shouldn't have went into the second round. No. Milstead didn't say anything to his corner about. He didn't say about his knee. You know, uh, his knee was bad. It, it was we terrible. watched it tear with uh, the close-ups on the air. We watched it separate. And we watched at least two ligaments tear. And I haven't Ooh. checked out the exact diagnosis of it yet, but I've been there before, and I could tell just by looking at it what was torn with the way it uh, the way it popped in and out. But Blades, man, he was throwing dudes around. I said this thing. He was throwing dudes around like Severn, man. He was just he was. Just German suplex to the side, bam! Three times, three big ones in the first round. Plus, he had another takedown uh, or two in that round as well. But he just kept getting up and slamming him, get up and slamming him. By the time he got to the second round, it was, I believe there's two or three takedowns in the second round where, and his knee finally gave out, and he just did a verbal tap and said, "I can't do it no more." Blades mauled him. He destroyed him. Yeah, Blades looked really good coming back off of. I mean, I think it was his second fight after, but when Nagano beat the shit out of him. Yes. That was ugly. Uh, well, he got some revenge that night because he took out a lot of aggression on him. Yeah, he beat Cody East by second round TKO. But yeah, the doctor stoppage with Nagano. And wins by doctor stoppage in this fight. Verbal tap. Verbal tap. They, 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 they gave it, him, but yeah, the. They gave him the TKO doctor stoppage. So overall, what did you guys think of the card? Quite good. Solid B. Yeah, I I would give it a, a good B. Yeah. Even a B plus, maybe. Even I mean, for the return of Zombie, you give that plus to him. Yeah, there was a lot of good fights. The, the amount of... I mean, Ryan, you brought it up to me, and at the time I hadn't saw it. But then I looked back at things about uh, the amount of complaints about this card and people just right, bitching right. because of the Super Bowl card. Usually is a pretty big deal. Um, we've had the Anderson Silva, I believe Anderson and Vitor fight happen in the Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. GSP's fought a couple BJ times. Penn and GSP two. GSP getting knocked out by Matt Sarah. Was that a Super Bowl card? Maybe it was just in Houston. I thought it was a Super Bowl card. I don't remember. Now. I don't remember. Of course, you don't remember the one GSP loss. No, I, I honestly I thought that that was a summer card, but I might be wrong. It was a winter card. I know it was in Houston because I know Matt talked about that on Unfiltered, but I thought I saw a poster for it being part of the Super Bowl cards. But I can't keep them all straight. Jesus Christ. Looking at George St. Pierre's. Uh, oh, no, it was April. Beginning of April. Rematch, maybe? Oh, okay. Maybe it was GSP. Was maybe it was two. GSP same. two was in April. I know that. Okay, same. So, yeah, it was a year later. All right, so then, yeah, I'll shoot out. No, it was just in Houston. That's all. But, yeah, a lot of people bitching and complaining because Super Bowl card used to be a pretty big pay-per-view weekend. But, you know, not a lot of title fights to make. How are you going to make a pay-per-view? I think it's smart. Interim titles. They could have done another interim for the featherweight. Ryan. 
They, oh, come on. They Ryan. They're waiting for me to take it. No. I think no. them going lighter no. on Super Bowl weekends is smart. Definitely a nice, it was definitely a great card to have for that weekend. Like, you're not going to make it a pay-per-view. I was, it was more. Perfect, it was a perfect fight night card. I That was the card I said on the show last week or whatever that I was more excited about than the other any other card. Oh, than 208. More than 208 mm-hmm. for sure. Get the Return of Zombie the on there was exciting. Was, uh, having really good. Yeah, the the fight night before that was. Shevchenko Pena turned out to be good. We we weren't expecting a lot out of that card, but that that one turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. But this one, I and I had said it last week on the show that the zombie paper or the zombie Bermudas card on paper looked to be a super exciting card. I wasn't sure if it could deliver, but it did. So. Uh, let's talk about 208, boys. All right. This weekend, we are going to get the inaugural women's featherweight title match as Holly Holm is taking on Jermaine Durandamy for uh, UFC 208 from Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Back to New York. Back to New York. Now that the floodgates have opened, you know, the New York's going to be a huge market well, for Well, yeah, them. they're going so back huge. there again in 210. Yeah, see. Yeah, 210 Buffalo, yeah. It's so smart. You know, finally, New York smartens up, and they're going to make a lot of money, and the going to make a lot of money. They've done New York, New York, now Brooklyn, uh, Albany, mm-hmm. yeah, and then going to Buffalo. So New York has so many big markets, like like California, but they actually go to fights. You think International Fight Week's going to be at MSG this year? It would be perfect. I would, I would do it. It would, would be absolutely perfect. If you could get it, I would do it. Definitely. What do you guys think about this fight? Uh, Holm and Durandamy, both 135ers jumping up to take the 145 championship. I think a lot of people that I see posting in forums, social media, uh, news outlets, the stuff are sleeping on Jermaine. Yes, this is what I yes. said to you guys the yeah. other day. I don't think they're giving her much of a chance. I think the odds are way too heavy well, in Holm's favor. And I thought Holm was the underdog in this fight. I don't think so. I thought, uh, I, I thought I heard somewhere that Holm was an underdog for some reason because she was coming off the two losses. She is. She is. Underdog. She's a 102. It's, well, it's 102, 122. So. The odds are in, okay, okay so. so she's the underdog in the odds, but most people are putting it. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Are going uh, I, it's just uh, what I see doesn't reflect what I think is actually going to happen. Duranda May is not – She's not a low class nobody jumping uh, stepping stool for home to have her second no, title. No, not at all. You know she's gonna box her face in. This man. is not an easy fight coming off of two losses for Holly Holm. Absolutely not. not. I think this fight's gonna go the exact same way that the Shevchenko fight went for home. Yeah, I, everyone thought everyone thought that Shevchenko rushing forward was gonna end up with her getting counterpunched and knocked out, and you saw the uh, the clinch game. Um. Of Shevchenko, how that affected home, and the clinch game is right up Durandamy's alley. Yeah, that's that's a great point. That's exactly what I was saying the other day to people. It's it, Jermaine Durandamy is not anybody to sleep on, and she's dangerous if she gets a hold of Holly. Holly's style doesn't really match up very well with her. She doesn't match up well uh, against her, and that's why I think a lot of people are the ones that are sleeping on her are absolutely wrong, and. I'll be the first to say it. I'm picking Deronda May, first 145 pound champion in the UFC for the women. Yep. You too. I am. Oh yeah. Oh 
all the way. Yeah. yeah. This is this is not good. This is not a good weight for home. This is not a good fight for home. Um, this is definitely something that Deronda May is is more suited for, and I believe she's going to be that champion. I've said it over and over again. The only time I've ever been impressed with Holly Holmes' performance in the UFC was when she beat Ronda. Right. That is the only impressive performance she has had. She was ever. She, she looked bad against Rocky in her first fight. Definitely. She looked not that great in her second fight. I can't remember who it was. I don't either, but she still didn't look very good. And then she fought Ronda and knocked her out. And then she was... I mean, she looked great against Tate, but she couldn't close the Except deal. for that round when Tate took her to the ground. She's shown her ground game sucks. There is no ground. Yeah, yeah, it's non-existent. She has a non-existent ground game. If she gets taken off her feet, she's going to be like a turtle on its back. If Misha would have shot in the third round, she would have put her out. Definitely. But, yeah, I, I just have never been that impressed with, with Holly Holmes' uh, performances as far as a fighter. I think Deuteronomy presents too many problems for her, and she, she may knock her out. I could see it happening. I would, that's what I was going back and forth on. Is it going to go decision, or is there going to be a finish? Well, Deuteronomy is a 50% decision or 50% KO, or Holly's 70 to 30. Yeah, well, that 70% KO all didn't come in. Uh, there's only one fight that she got a knockout in in the UFC. Yeah. So that 70% is inflated by... Which is also where she said she doesn't want her career defined by what her fight with Ronda Rousey. Did you guys see that? Why wouldn't it be? It's the biggest fight ever. It's the biggest fight you've had, yeah, for sure. And it was one of the biggest... She walks away away with two titles. Everyone's just going to be talking about the fact that she knocked out Ronda. Exactly. Exactly. That's, That's her claim to fame. Take it, run with it, and make some money off it. Yeah, but they're not... I mean, she's a one and done champ. So yeah, <laughs> I think I think Deronda made man, and I think uh, she's going to be good for that division, and uh, she's going to hold it down, man. She's a tough, tough girl. She's going to hold it down for the year till Cyborg comes back. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, as so much, she's got a year to be champion. Maybe. I mean, it doesn't matter who who's the champion when, when mean, Cyborg comes back. At this point, she's sitting at like oh, ten or eleven months. Well, then you know, because you know they're going to retroactive it if she doesn't win a repeal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If she wins her appeal, they're all fucked. Yeah, Dana's, they are. Dana's gonna have to eat a lot of shit. Well, you know that's and, what business is. And then let her fight, and because as much as I want the division to expand, and as much as I brought up ideas of other women they can bring in, none of them are beating Cyborg. Definitely not. She will be the champion until she decides she doesn't want to fight anymore. Yeah, she's yeah. just that's the kind of fighter she is. Until her penis explodes. Ugh, maybe in the cage. That's would all that, the paper. Would that count like shitting yourself? That new rule where shitting yourself is now a TKO? I think it would have to. <laughs> 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 yeah, so you can you can now lose a fight by shitting yourself. Yeah, that's a doctor stoppage TKO. That's a crappy that was way so to lose. bad, Ryan. That was so God bad. God damn it. That's the second horrible that's shit two. pun you've dropped today. <laughs> or yesterday, I guess. Was whatever. It? In the last I, two days. Well, because one of them was special just for you guys. Now it's for the entire listening audience. So you made us suffer twice? Thank you. Suffer, enlighten you. Enlighten? What What was enlightening about that? A really good pun can brighten someone's day. No. That's Canadian logic. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how they do it up north. You know what happens in America? People get punched in the face. This yeah. is Trump's America. <laughs> 
Oh. It's fucking anarchy. Yeah, man. <laughs> no Muslims and punch the punters. Did you get Did you get your passport paperwork taken care of yet? Uh, not yet, no. You better hurry up before you get denied entrance into the country. They're going to take out Irishmen next. Uh, it, it, takes like, it takes like a month to get it done. I have more than enough time. Really, man? It takes us like six how, months here. Look how quick they put the Muslim ban on. What if they're like, nope, no Canadians. Hey, the, the new wall is going up north. Happens, it happens. No, we got big plans for your ass. We got the flying Frenchie to come down here. We're gonna have to fucking sneak you through a lake, <laughs> smuggle you into the country like they used to do with weed. We used to do it with Cubans. We'd go yeah. across the border from Detroit and get uh, Cuban cigars, and then uh, pack them as much as we could into the trunk. Well, I mean, there wasn't many; there was like ten each. But we had to hide them in the trunk because if we come back with Cubans, you're busted. Just to preface, I've never been to Canada, therefore I have never snuck weed back into the country. Yeah, that was all... Um, no, I'm being sincere. I've never been to Canada. Yeah, it's so, all speculation. Uh, that, that's 100% legit. The only time I've ever been out of the country was to England, and I wasn't smoking weed back then, and I don't even know if you could get weed in England. I've been to Canada so many times. I've never been to place. fucking Canada, man. That's bullshit. I haven't that's been since, nice the, uh, since we had to have a passport to go over. We went oh, yeah, stupid rule. We went in the 80s, just like uh, you know, Dan Perrow from uh, Product Society. Yeah. Me and his brother Lonnie yep. and uh, his dad, we, we packed up and we went on this like this camping expedition. We went up uh, up north, up into Canada. We camped out at uh, some places up there, fishing and stuff. Just one summer, we just said, fuck it, let's go. His dad's like, Dave, you want to go? I said, I want to go. So we just took off and went. Fuck. Yeah, it was the 80s, man. Why not? Yeah, we man. went through Canada and we had a good time uh, fishing up there and... Uh, and uh, camping and stuff, and this is a lot of fun. Yeah, I've never, never been across the border, flown over Windsor, but that's about it. That's about it for me. Ugh. So back to fights. Uh, co-main <laughs> Jesus, we're just going down rabbit holes tonight. <laughs> Why not? It's fucking Uncle Joey style. But we didn't do acid. No. You guys said the last uh, church from a couple of days ago, Uncle Joey and the Flying Jew and... Uh, was it was Dean Del Rey? Dean Del Rey, yeah. They uh, yeah. they put on some uh, some psychedelics and they they went uh, they went deep. That's one of the things post uh, fight night that's happened as Tony started like checking out the church of what's happening now. Oh yeah, good 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 good. Yeah, so, well, he wanted to be able to get in on some of the uh, and understand some of the puns. Yeah, he came in and he said uh, he was listening to one of our shows and. Uh, I had called Ryan the Flying Jew. Oh, yeah. When he called you the Flying Jew, dude, he did a spit take. He was at work listening to it, and he had just taken a drink, and then he's he goes, Dave goes, yeah, you're a Flying Jew, and he did a complete spit take at work. (laughs) I forgot to bring that up on the air. We talked about it before the show, but. That's awesome. I was wondering where it went, though, because the story was. Oh, yeah. That it had happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. it It was pretty funny what he told me. He's like, God damn it, you could have warned me. <laughs> so it's not accurate. So we, we, in the sense, redubbed Ryan the Flying Frenchie because that makes more sense. Yeah, because he's But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? Huh? What are you going to do? Huh? Who, you fucking, who do you think Hi. you're talking to? Uh, fucking Joey Bananas on here? <laughs> what the fuck's going on, huh? <laughs> Our jokes are only funny to us. Nobody gets it. 
then that entire episode was uh, was when he told uh, when he told Lee how much acid he had given him, and he's like, "What? He's <laughs> freaking out even more." I thought you only gave me one. Ah, oh, I gave him like eight. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I did one back at the house, and then I did one here in front of you. <laughs> Dude, one of these days, Lee's gonna lose his shit, and it's gonna be all Uncle oh, Joey's fault. I can't believe he hasn't yet. I really can't. All the all the stuff that Uncle Joey's fed him and, and oh overdosed him so many times. I can't believe he's still walking. Oh, I can't believe he can comprehend man. things. <laughs> it's like Joey's been doing this for Joey's been doing this for like thirty thirty five years, and and Lee is only like twenty five years old. Yeah, he hasn't had that kind of training yet. You know, he didn't come up in the, in the coke days of the 80s when, you know. Cokes uh, and coke and fucking quaaludes. Yeah, and lewds. Oh, my God. Legit fucking lewds. He didn't have that kind of training. So, so Joey is now it's just killing this poor kid. And he is going to lose his shit on the air. And it's going to be freaking amazing to watch. That no. I always kind of wondered about it. Mm-mm. It seemed like it might be a good time. I, I wish I, I wish I could get my hands on something. No I've shit. never had the opportunity. Especially to, now. You know? Fucking super far expired pharmaceutical Oh, man, those lemons. Those oh, lemon ludes. God. But I've never I've never known anyone that had any, and I've never had the opportunity to get any. All right. I knew you were a little older than me, so I thought maybe they yeah. might have still been around. Still passed me by. They still passed me by. I was bummed. Right. I didn't start doing drugs till the 90s, so... I miss those. I was a kid in the nineties. <laughs> I was thirteen. So yeah, early nineties. You know, I, I smoked weed first. So. Why not? Yeah. But I wish I could have gotten some lewds, man. I wish I couldn't have gotten some. If anyone out there is listening, you got some legit lewds. <laughs> <laughs> um, please give me a call. We can talk you know, <laughs> off the air. And there it is. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Uh, I'm using. I'm not using our our show as a vehicle to get fucking nar- illegal narcotics that have been expired since '87. This is how far I've fallen, boys. <laughs> I fucking Jeff just died. <laughs> he fucking died. Holy shit! What the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> This is going on the fucking blooper reel. We just lost control of the show. See what happens when Uncle Joey's not to be in the show. We gotta send this over to the fucking church. Oh my god. We gotta send this fucking clip over. Oh, I know he could. This one just went off the rails completely. (laughs) Holy shit. I really always wanted to try him. Yeah, me too. I really have. I know, especially... See it? Oh God! Wolf of Wall Street really made me want to try. Exactly, him. man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what that's like. Oh. Oh, fucking, we're we're a goddamn mess. No. Oh, All right. So where where we go? Back to two hundred eight. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The co- oh, holy shit! Yeah, we can get back to the fucking Tom Fruery in a minute. <sighs> um, in the co-main <laughs> co- event: Anderson Silva taking on Derek Brunson. God, I, I, like I couldn't fight. couldn't care less either way about this fight even happening. I like this fight because I like I mean I like both fighters. I don't like sure. this fight for Anderson Silva. I don't either. No. I don't either. I think uh, I think Brunson's definitely got uh, uh, a lot to prove, and I think he's going to go into the fight with that mentality. I mean, Anderson still mm-hmm. definitely has something left in the tank. I yeah. I don't I don't. Uh, 
judge him off of his performance at UFC 200. I mean, the dude no. stepped off no. the couch like within you know a couple of days of the fight happening and just got in the in the cage and and fought Daniel Cormier. So it is what it is. But I just uh, Derek Brunson's scary. He is very scary, and. Um... Uh, the Whitaker fight that he just had, I mean, he's coming back off that uh, that bad knockout. Like, he wants to show that he is like a legit contender. Yeah. He, I, oh God, that Whitaker knockout. And was bad. I think that that the the people that step into the the cage with Anderson Silva come in with something a little extra because he is Anderson Silva. Yeah. And they want yeah. to show that you know potentially the greatest fighter of all time, which in a lot of people's eyes he is. They want to show that how they stack up. With him, sure, he's, is he past his prime? Of course, he is. Anderson is past his prime a couple of years ago, but yeah. you see guys like Daniel Cormier that go in and fight against him. They will do everything it takes to make sure that they win, and that if that includes taking him down and laying on top of him for fifteen minutes, twenty-five minutes, whatever it is, that's what they're going to do. They're going to do whatever yeah. it takes to get a victory over Anderson Silva because in their eyes and a lot of people, other people's eyes, it means so very much to have a win yeah. over that guy. Well, I mean, and you look at, at David Cormier, how smart that was, because as boring as that fight did get, in the third round when the referee stood them up, I think it was about a minute or so left, he hit him with a body shot that really hurt DC, but there just was no more, there wasn't enough time left in the fight to, to finish him. He did it smart. I mean, it wasn't the most exciting thing to watch, but it was, it was no. smart on DC's part to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to take a chance and lose to a guy that just got off the couch. Yeah. That would not look good. No, that would look god-awful. Uh, Brunson's a tough, tough dude. And you lose the title to Anderson Silva because oh my god. you were stupid. Yeah, you, can, you, you, can't, you can't even put that chance out there. you got to do what you got to do no matter what. Yeah. So uh, we all picking Brunson in I'm this I'm taking one? Derek Brunson. I'm taking Eric Brunson. I think he's the, he's a younger fighter. He's more spry. He's he's going to be quicker to the punch, and he's going to catch his range early to avoid those counter shots that are deadly from Anderson Silva. But uh, I think he's I think he's the man to to beat him this night. Yeah, I got Brunson. Ryan, I'm thinking Silva. Um, I gotta believe that he has that, that one last moment of magic in him. Um. The last couple of fights he's had, I mean, that Bisping fight was was phenomenal. You could argue that he did knock him out. Um, but I, I just have to believe that Brunson's going to do something, make that one mistake, and, and Anderson Soto's going to get the TKO. Fair enough. All right. We'll see what happens. Who's next? I mean, more than likely, Ryan's probably going to be right. Yeah. It's usually what happens, but. I still got to believe uh, Brunson's got this one. I do, too. Uh, the fight I'm probably most excited for on the card, uh, <clears throat> Jacare and Tim Bosch. Jacare, I think, runs a shock if Tim Bosch lands that one shot and knocks him out. <sighs> He's got Yo, the Romero power to couldn't do, it. do it. Yeah. The thing is, Jeff said he's most excited for this, and I am too, and it's not for the fact that I believe it's going to be a particularly tough fight or... I'm just I'm really excited every time Jacare's on a card. I love Jacare. I love watching yeah. the dude fight. He's he's something special out there. Um, and does po- does Tim Bosch have the ability to KO him in one single strike? Absolutely. There's that danger is out there. That danger is legit. If if Bosch can catch him, he can drop him in a single shot. 
Absolutely. There's no question about it. He's got that power. Uh, but I think Jacare is too good, and he is going to walk away with a very will it will look like a very easy victory over Tim Bosch. I just I think he's just way yeah. going to outclass him, uh, take him down, take him off his feet, tap him out. Maybe round two, probably round one, and it's going to be cakewalk yeah. for Jacare. I, I think he drags him into the deep waters. And... Absolutely. Jacare's hungry. He's got things to prove. I mean, he's taking a step down in competition for Bosch being the number three fighter, but I think Jacare still was deserving of the title shot that he should have gotten. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't ever think he lost to Romero, but, you know, I'm not in charge of those things. Uh, Ryan, what's your yeah, pick on this one? I, I, yeah, I see uh, kind of like what Dave said, just get him down, work it a little bit, get a, I think it's going to be a first-round submission. Um, and then he's just going to, if he's smart, he just lays there and just waits for that uh, Romero and Bisring fight to happen, just jump in there and get that shot as soon as he can. You don't think Rockhold's going to get that shot after that? Especially uh, if, if Bisbing keeps yeah, the title? Yeah, I forgot all Actually, I mean, Rockhold, though, again, we got to remember, a.k.a. he has to make the walk first. What, what does he have injured? He's out injured right now, but I don't remember what the injury was. So I don't know if you guys do. Knee. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a knee. Yeah, because I remember hearing something where he was practicing leg kicks and they were saying how shocking it was he was already practicing the kicks because of, uh, of the damage to his leg. Yeah, it was a serious knee injury. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he blew that. But that was, I mean, it's, he's been out for a while. No, that yeah, wasn't. No, 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 no. That's not the one because that was talking about before 199. He yeah. got he got hurt before he fought. Uh, oh, more recently he got one. I think it still was yeah, the knee. Though. He was supposed to fight Jacare on that Australia card, and he yeah. pulled out because he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a knee as well, though. Because it, yeah, it was a knee. That was in what November? Yeah, because he had a knee injury in November as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be in November. November 21st was uh, the day. That was the day after he hurt his knee again. Yep. So he did it in June and then again in November. Welcome to AKA. <laughs> Collect your hospital bracelet at the door. Yeah. yeah. Keep your room on 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 call and have your surgery. And the morphine on ice. Yep. <laughs> Jacare. Jacare all the way across. Absolutely. Yeah, Jacare, he... Yeah, we he's, already, uh, he's probably going to make it look easy. Probably. We already talked about Glover to Sharon and yeah. Jared Karen and Ear. Uh Tough fight for Jared, for Glover, you know, by far. Uh, the killer gorilla? The cannoneer. I, I, I don't know who I'm going to pick here. I, I think I've got to pick cannoneer. I like I like Glover. I really do. It's a but, big step up in competition for Jared Cannonier. Yeah, I think he can do it. I'm going to pick the upset, man. I'm going to pick uh, Cannoneer. Okay. I'm going to play the safe bet and go with Glover. Yeah, I'm, gonna go I'm not going to be Glover surprised well. if Jared Cannoneer knocks him out, but Glover's a tough dude. He is, but I just got this feeling that Cannoneer's going to get him. I don't. I can't explain it. Okay. Hey, man, I'm not going to. It's a gut. It's a gut feeling. you got to go with that gut. And he always got to follow it. Uh, Poirier and Jim Miller. Be rounding out the the main card with these two cats. Yeah, this yeah. is good, exciting, just featherweight scrap. 
not a lot on the line here. Pride and you know, winner's purse. Have these guys fought before? Mm. That's a good question. I feel like that happened. I don't think. I don't think. Maybe not, but I feel like they fought before. Because Poirier, no. he was 145 for a while. Oh, yeah, he and just went to 155. No. He just jumped up to 55. Yeah, no, I don't know why I thought that they fought. I don't know. But, I mean, you can never count out Jim Miller. Ever? No. Ever? No, he's a, he's a wily veteran. If he gets it to the ground, uh, I mean, I don't know how well that favors Dustin Poirier. Jim Miller is dangerous, dangerous jiu-jitsu. Tough as fucking nails, too, to try to get down. Oh, and yeah. He will stand and trade with you and has a chin from hell. High-level wrestling. I, I, I'm going with the veteran, Jim. Jim Miller. In the uh, opening card. Portier is good, don't get me wrong, but Jim is he's a vet. Man. I'm going to go with my boy. I'm going to go with Dustin. I think Dustin knocks him out. Uh, man, this is a tough... It's I don't know. This one coin flipping one, one way or the other. Like, depending on who, like, whoever gets that game plan in first will definitely probably walk away the winner. I'm probably going to go with Jim Miller just because I can never go against the Millers. It's tough, man. He's a tough, tough dude. It's tough to pick yeah. against him for sure. Absolutely. What do we got in the prelims, boys? Uh, prelims, we got oh, was it Randy Brown from I think looking for a fight, taking on Bahil Muhammad. That's a man. That's a tough one for Randy Brown. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I don't know a lot about Randy Brown. No. He's a he's a young dude from from Jamaica that he found uh, that that Dana White found. I'm not sure where exactly he found him. I don't remember either. But uh, is this his first fight in the UFC? I believe so. I believe this is his... no. Oh, oh no, Randy Brown's been around for a while. Uh, last year he's uh, Brian Kamosi got a win over him. So he's three and four in the UFC coming into this fight. Got beat by Michael Graves. Ugh. Yeah, that doesn't really bode too well. And then, uh, no. as we know, Muhammad, he's been... Uh, Muhammad coming off the loss of Vicente Luque, but, I mean... Yeah. Vicente Luque, right? what's that? That was a 205 card? Yep. Yeah, it was a yeah. bad knockout. Bad yeah. knockout. Uh, that's right, that's right. I remember that one now. And Luque was, came in on short notice, too, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and then he lost to Ellen Joban as well. <laughs> I don't I'm going to go enough. with Randy Brown. Yeah, I don't know enough about these guys, but just looking at the numbers, I'm going to have to pick Randy Brown. Randy Brown yeah, by TKO. Uh, Wilson Reese is taking on uh, Oko Sasaki. Reese. Reese, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think Reese destroys this one and, and puts himself back in uh, screaming at the door of, hey, I should get my title shot because I was supposed to get a title shot. And then the champion pulled out of the fight, and then you guys said a bunch of guys compete on a show and get a title shot. Yeah. That looks like your boy Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> that one's for you, Tony. <laughs> I'm call the cops. I'm off me chops. I got Jeffrey here. <laughs> Anything else we got? We uh, at, the uh, the Carney. Ian, oh, Ian McCall taking on some guy jumping in. I don't know anything about that. That was supposed to be Ian McCall and Neil Siri. Yeah. But uh, Jared Brooks. Siri got hurt, right? Siri had to pull out because his mother-in-law died. Ah, yes. Okay. 
mother-in-law passed away gotcha. and uh, would have had to miss the important last two weeks of camp due to family commitments and stuff. So he, Understandable. The, the uh, Uncle Creepy gets a new kid. Yeah, Jared Brooks. 12-0 and 0 so far. We'll see what he has against uh, Creepy. Yeah, Creepy. 13-0 on Sunday morning. You're picking the upset over Uncle Creepy, huh? Yeah, I'm doing more because I feel like if Creepy wins, they're going to try and set up a like uh, Creepy versus Mighty Mouse or Creepy versus Rice. I want to see uh, the Mighty Mouse Rice fight really bad. So yeah, that's I do too. I'm taking the upset. Yeah, I still think uh, Creepy's going to beat him, but um, I what would. What, I prefer your scenario. What's that? What was Creepy's last fight? I think he. Loss. He's had a lot of fights scheduled that didn't happen. So many, he yeah, he lost so in Lineker. Days. He lost to Lineker back in 2015. That was his last fight. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. That was early so 2015, too. It was in January. Yeah. My mom's so birthday. Two, two years off. Geesh. Well, yeah, he's yeah he's had a bunch of fights canceled. Either he yeah. pulled out of or his opponents have pulled well, out of. So. Yeah, because he's, he's had a lot of hand problems, too. Yeah. Uh. Besides that, I think I saw Ryan LaFlair down there on the FS1 PMs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Rowan Canario. Canario? Canario? Whatever yeah. it is. Not that. Let's face it, guys. Not a great card. Absolutely I mean, not. on paper. On paper, you know, as we always, as we've learned, you know, can't complain about it till it's over. Um, right. Yeah. yeah, but this is going to, this is not going to sell pay-per-views. No. There's not enough there to, to garner uh, so much interest. Uh, I'll, I'll be missing this one, so I just don't. I don't. I don't see this one being a success. No, and, me uh, no. Even with Silva and, and Jacare on, even with those two names on there, you know, Holm is a name and Tashera is a name. But I just I don't think it's enough that's going to be more than like 150 thousand buys or so. I mean, it's not going to. It's not going to sell well. It's a lot. It's a lot of big names that can't sell. So I mean, the logic behind it, like maybe you might be able to get a couple extra people, but more likely than anything, people are going to be going down to the bars to see it. Adding Silva helped, but I don't think it's going to help enough. No. That was a picture Uncle Joey tweeted out last night. Oh, son of a bitch! That is a whole box full of sugar cubes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good God. Yeah. Poor Lee. Oh, man. Sugar cubes like a motherfucker. <laughs> We're doing wow. the drops next time, Lee. That's crazy. That's a lot of cubes. Yeah, dude. Shit got probably pretty weird for Lee last night. I'm sure it did. <laughs> I wish they would have just kept the camera on him the whole time. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't want him to see that. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. We got some news. Yeah, uh, the uh, rules committee has recommended um, instant replay on a limited basis, and also for other rule changes, including uh... Uh, there's a, there's um, a lot of other smaller things, but the main point of this one is instant replay. You know, yeah. you can get a TKO for shitting yourself. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, there's that's... some other there's some other stuff that you know, if you see someone shit their pants in, in an MMA fight once a year on any kind of scale, maybe twice a year, it's, it's not a big deal. Instant replay is what is what this thing is all about, and 
do you guys see any kind of uh, place for instant replay in MMA? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You don't think it'll it slow down the pace when the fighters are you know fighting and, and something goes on? Do you have to stop them to separate them? When you have a case, when you have a case like uh, like last weekend, for example. Um, oh God, what was the fight? The um, the nut shot. Oh, um, got uh, a Sun Sal and um, Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, like I mean, you take a look at that. I mean, it was, like, uh, when Sterling hit the second time in that round, you can justify taking a point away possibly, or at least throwing down a warning uh, towards the Sun Cell. Uh, I mean, and, and the Sun Cell basically even said that he had done it and he backed away. He kind of let him recover. The referee made the mistake. You know, he does that. You take a quick timeout, you check it out, you see it, you can adjust it, problem solved. Like, I, I think that it is important. Um, do it mid round or do you do it after the round ends? I see. I think after the round ends, referee can take that minute and kind of look at some stuff that maybe he should see, and he can make some comments towards judges. There's too much room for abuse. There's too much room for s- slowing down the fight, stopping the fight, holding the fight, being timeout. You know, uh, if if it happens in between rounds. Maybe, but that's not what they're that's not what they're talking about at instant well, replay. Instant replays happens right now. It's instant. Well, you know. I mean, a good an eye poke. Sorry, sorry, Jeff. Go no, on. no, no. Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. If you think what uh, someone throws a shot, gets an eye poke, the referee takes the time out. The, the the fighter gets the time to recover. The referee in that time can just go over and see it and see how intentional something like that was. There's already a stoppage in the fight. That's not really what they're uh, having instant replay for. It's it's. Uh, um, let's see what that the fight ending sequence was. Oh shit! Whoa, I was trying to look up. Uh, the, the fight right now, it's for if uh, if a fight ending sequence is possibly caused by an illegal action, um, whether it be intentional or unintentional. That's what they're the primary use of this thing is oh, right now. Okay. It's not to determine whether someone poked me in the eye or kicked me in the nuts. It's it's more along it lines if the fight ended illegally. Well, I mean, a, a, here, a good example of uh, a use for instant replay was back at uh, Invicta 21. I believe it was uh, Amy Montenegro and Celine Haga where she, the... Oh, the tap the at the end out. of the yeah the choke out where she went unconscious and the referee missed it in the end of the third round and then and the fight ended up going to a decision when the girl was right. unconscious oh yeah and yeah then the girl that choked her unconscious lost the fight by decision sure yeah she could have made the argument at the end that she was out yeah. and if they would have looked and seen it said yeah she's out yeah that's that's, that's exactly as long as, I mean it's gonna if they open these floodwaters. And they allow instant replay. Then they're going to start allowing it for way too much. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely the abuse, but yeah, especially if they start using it for illegal actions like uh, eye poke or something. You say, "Oh, he poked me in the eye," when he just needed a fucking fifteen second break. Right, but not well, shot. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is like if it, if it's say like it's a, a, a like the sun cell. He did it once in the first round. He did it in the second round. Then it's a third time. If you're giving the guy the break, you can do it then. But you don't necessarily call the timeout just to see it. You see it if you give him the, the the fighter the time. Well, maybe, but then you have to put together 
what the the ref actually has to see, then you have to get it to somewhere to see it, and it could potentially take longer than the fighter wants to take uh, for the break. There's too much. There's too much room for abuse in this the scenario. Uh, if it's unless it's going to be exactly um, as they say it now, and the only time it would be used is if for um, if the fight was ended legally or illegally, they could go back and look at it uh, after the fight is already over. Um, but then you just have if someone fight ended the fight on an uh, illegal move and they do the instant replay and the dude's already knocked out. I mean they can't restart the fight. It just ends right. up being yeah. uh, no contest. Right. Well, I mean even you see what uh, they would have come in handy for Donald Cerrone the week before. You you can see they when like when did he pull him off? Did he pull him off before the buzzer or after the buzzer? Yeah, that's another really good example. Yeah, I wish I mean that would be a perfect place to use it. Even having a Silva. Yeah, Bisbing and Silva. Like if they have a guy watching him monitor, and he's like one person, whatever, and between rounds, the judge talks, uh, not the judge, but the, the the ref that's viewing the fight would talk to the ref that's actually ref in the fight and say, hey, watch over something. Like, you know, give him like, like watch out for this or watch out for that. I have a second ref. I have Herbert yeah. the Ring and Big John on the monitor. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, do something like that so that way the referee wouldn't necessarily have to take a timeout. I don't know. It's, it adds it adds too much uh, too much room to slow the, the the action down to me. I don't think it's uh, it's it's really necessary for the amount of times it would actually be useful, right? As opposed to yeah. when it would be abused, I think it would be more abused than useful. I mean, we're gonna see it either way. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be fun if you had like uh, the head coach? Is like the, it's like the NFL. No, no fly. challenge. No challenge. Oh God! <laughs> wouldn't that be fucking awesome though? You see uh, Jackson and Wink in the corner throwing a red flag and say timeout. That was not a legal hook shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They allow it, dude. So collegiate wrestling started using instant replay a few years a few years ago. Well, I think they've had it for a while, but now you can challenge. They do have coaches' challenges now. You, you can I challenge. Mean, you can challenge. Take, oh, it slows shit down. Yeah, that's the problem. So much. I see that problem happening. Once once the floodwaters have opened with this instant replay, it's going to end up getting progressively worse until people are challenging everything that happens in the cage, and we don't have a natural fight anymore. We have um, a fight to see who can make it through without getting a foul. Right. I just yeah. that's the way I see it going. I mean, we might not have a choice, obviously, but that's that's my view. We'll see how it all shakes out. Hopefully, uh, they don't abuse it too much. So, uh, as we kind of speculated when he got fired from the UFC, where Goldberg would land, uh, I knew I recognized that guy. Uh, Mike Goldberg is probably going to land in Bellator? Looks like it. They're in talks, anyway. Yeah, yeah, they're in talks right now. Uh, Hopefully... I can't say it would be a bad move. They're just trying to get him to fill in for Sean. There's no way that's how this is going to start, is that they're just going to get him as a fill-in. The events that Sean uh, Grandin can't make, they're going to boot him and just put him They're going to boot him and put uh, Jimmy Smith together. Absolutely. They're definitely going to do that. And hiring Goldberg is a a smart move by Bellator. Oh, yes, it is. Very smart move by Bellator. It's a huge smart move by Bellator. It's a good move for Goldberg, too. Why not? You know, if you're not, if the UFC doesn't want to uh, appreciate what you've done with them for 20 years, go to their competition. 
rather smaller competition, but it's competition. It's the only legit competition UFC smaller has right now. Competition with very deep pockets. Exactly. You know. Yeah, and he, and for as many mistakes as Goldberg makes, and he has like made fun of here and there, he's still a fun guy to listen to. And him and Joe would talk. You put him with someone that's knowledgeable. He goes. He he can make he can make it happen. Oh, and Jimmy Smith's knowledgeable as hell. Very, like, yeah. Oh yeah. I wanted to see Jimmy come over and work with Joe. I, I think yeah, I think Joe was saying that too. Put uh, Goldberg and Jimmy Smith together. I would love that team. Yeah, I think I think it'd be I think great. It's going to be a really good move for Bellator. Uh, it's a big score for Bellator. This 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 is fucking hilarious. Oh, what's that? Ryan? Elsewhere in Bellator, the Daily McDonald. Did you talk about that? Yeah, that's... Did we have that on our new stuff? I don't think so. I thought that was one of our stories. Yeah, Bella, uh, Bellator announced today that uh, fight taking place in London. Paul Daly and Rory McDonald. Rory McDonald going to make his Bellator oh, debut. I thought they were trying to hook up uh, Daly and MVP to a fight. They were. MVP wanted that fight. Paul Daly said, fuck that. No, he didn't want it. He wanted the bigger fight. That's, that's Rory. That's definitely Rory. Wants that stepping that fight that's going to put him closer to a title shot. I don't like that fight for him. I didn't. No. I was more excited about the MVP fight actually. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to see Rory fight again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see Rory fight. It's been too long. I think uh, Bellator's shaping up, man. They're, think... they're they're hiring some some good talent away from the UFC. They're hiring some. Uh, they're building. They've been building some young talent up. MVP's been built on their. On their backs, Paul Daly obviously not allowed in the UFC anymore. But. No, <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that they never made that uh, a thing. Well, the cost check. I never, I'm surprised they never made the cost check in Paul Daly fight. It's it's already built itself. Yeah, you and, and cost check has a cost check fighting now. Uh, he's got a fight finally coming up in Bellator. Yeah, I don't know who it, don't is. Know who it is. He's fighting next month. Yeah. Nobody, nobody as important as it could have been for Paul Daly, but I don't think Koscheck wants that yeah. fight now. Daly's he's ten killer. times the fighter he was back then. Yeah, and Koscheck yeah. slowed way down. He's on like a six fight, five fight losing streak. Like yeah, just he's on a skid. Get your money and get out. Yep. So Ryan brought this to the group. He did uh, uh, a couple of days ago, and it's just it's just fucking hilarious. Yoel Romero started trolling uh, Michael Bisbing by. First, he started a GoFundMe for uh, saying that Mike will be needing money to survive. Uh, to, I just love so much. Today, he called into Bisbing's radio show. Oh, I Dude, didn't see that. I just Dude, saw it on Twitter a minute that. ago. Oh, okay. I just, that was what I was looking at a, few, a minute ago, man, was, uh, was somebody tweeting about Yoel Romero. Yeah, Severe MMA has got a story about it. This is Romero. This is uh, this is fucking great. He he makes this GoFundMe page to to uh, cover Michael Bisping's medical expenses, and I haven't checked um, if it's still up. And they've raised two hundred and twenty-five bucks so far. Holy shit! (laughs) People are actually donating. (laughs) I'm about to fucking donate to this thing. Oh man, that's good. That's great. It's had nine almost nine thousand shares. And uh, 23 people have donated a total of 225 towards the $100,000 goal. I'm, uh, That's great. I'm posting to the page right now. There's a link from Severe with the audio of Yoel Romero calling into Michael Bisming's radio show. 
Awesome, I can't wait to review that when we're done I here. Love to see that cause you all try so hard just to speak English, and Michael Bisping just smack talks like no one's business. We kind of already talked about this one, but... Yeah, let's, uh, we can still end it if it's a yeah, little bit on here. Yeah, no, we can leave it in there. That's fine. I, I, I don't mind ranting twice. Um, Max Holloway lands a movie role in Den of Thieves with Gerard Butler and 50 Cent. Direct DVD. Give back the belt. So... Connor got stripped for having a baby. Yeah, and now you're gonna yeah. you're gonna deny the fight that you need to do in order to go make a movie. Yeah, like I said, take it back. The champ got stripped. The fake champ wants to fight at 55, and the interim champ is now doing a movie when the fight to unify the belt was supposed to happen this weekend, and didn't because you needed a few extra weeks for your training camp. But now you're doing a fucking movie. Exactly. This makes absolutely yeah. no sense. Get. Yeah, if UFC doesn't step up and, and strip Holloway and make Aldo either full-out champion and set up another fight... Well, they already did make him have... full-out champion. Well, you know what? You know, they, Again. They made the full-out, but then they have the interim. They're like, I just, like, just get rid of the interim title together. Get rid of the belt yeah. from Aldo, too. He's not the champion. He's a paper champion. Yeah, that's what it, yeah just like, take whoever, take two cats... Give him a belt. Say it's up for grabs. It's not interim. It's the new undisputed. It's you versus you. Ladder match. Oh my god. There we go. Ladder triple, match. Triple threat. Three way dance. Yes. yes. Give me a three way dance. ECW fans, we call it a three way dance. Yes. Yes. WWE a, named it a triple threat. No, that's what I meant. Gimps. I know. I meant I the three way dance. Yeah, I know what you meant. I meant the three way dance. I never refer to WWE. You know that. But Holloway, you know what, man? You fought so hard and so long to put on this amazing win streak to become the, the challenger for that belt. Everyone was behind you. You know, we, we yeah. wanted to see you succeed because it was a great story. You know, you lose to Connor, then you come on this insane mission and this journey of winning, what, 11 or 12 in a row. And now you're going to piss all that away in order to have a small, little minor part in a movie that's going great, you know, that'll not sell anything and it will not help you in your fight career at all it hurts you if anything else no. this is not a smart move get your head on kid yep stupid Ooh, sorry stupid move stupid move and it pisses me off I'm, I'm angry about it I'm sick of these stupid interim title fights I, I, I even though even though I'm the one that will say look it's just what it's got to be for pay-per-views but that one in particular sticks in my craw a lot Oh wait, we gotta turn that back up a little bit. Yeah, and like, and like they've said, I mean, like for him to put together that win streak after the after the loss to Connor, and for him to do everything that he's done, finally gets the title. He has the chance to fight to unify, become undisputed, and you back away to make a hundred bucks in a movie. Yeah, like, it makes no sense. I don't get it either. Stupid. Uh, go ahead and kick that mule, and let's uh. Let's get into Frenchie's weirdo rap music and get our final thoughts for the evening. Ryan, I'll let you uh, let you start closing her out. Yeah, um, if you own property and it's winter time, and there's ice down. <laughs> fucking salt on the ground. <laughs> wow. 
This has been one of those shows. I don't care. This show is going down in the annals of history for, for the rabbit holes we just went down. Oh, wow. Ryan, any other final thoughts besides salt the fucking stairway? <laughs> Honestly, uh, you, know, you know, we had a good fight card last weekend. One we pretty much missed it this weekend. Just, you know, do what you gotta do this weekend. Enjoy life. Have fun. Maybe I'll see you guys next week. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll have another baby. (laughs) (laughs) Good lord. What a way to fucking say goodbye. Maybe I'll see you. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll have a baby. You never know. You never know. (laughs) God, Ryan. Dave, final thoughts, man. Oh, my God. Ryan has lost his fucking mind this week. Fuck, do we top that? Not um, I'm not good. I'm not going to try. I'm just going to give a big shout out to some guys that uh, I really think deserve it. Tony, very much. It was great to meet you. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate your support and I appreciate what you did for us last week. Uh, Joey, Rich, Scott, Dale, always providing a lot of stuff for us to to uh, talk about on the air and uh, giving us a lot of uh, things to talk about uh, on the page as well. Uh, There's just a lot of people I can't begin to thank enough. And for all of you guys, uh, please uh, know that you're appreciated. Very well said. Uh, I don't even know where to go following Ryan again, because I'm not going to slip and fall on steps and I'm not having a baby. So, uh, (laughs) Tony, thank you again for joining us uh, Saturday night, and looking forward to having you again. And yeah, I don't know, I don't even know what kind of other weirdo shit's gonna follow up after that. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. But um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. As always, make sure you're sticking up to the Facebook page for any breaking news. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I like to say things. For Ryan Dempsey, for David Van Boglen, I'm Jeff Shanahan. We will see you guys next week for episode 54 of the Average Joe's MMA Show.